All right, everybody, Red Zone DFS back here. This is Vinny. I just wanted to uh, let's get our content, not just want to. Let's get to our college football content for the week. So, um, as always, as I mentioned uh, in the notes and the, the summary, I guess, at the bottom, um, we will have kind of links to our website, which I'll have my full art article on there for everybody. Um, kind of a full breakdown about what we're going to talk about here, which is a game-by-game -game breakdown, who I like, who I don't like, as well as at the bottom, kind of my player pool. And in bold, I'll have my uh, my top plays for each of those categories. So quarterback, running back, receiver. So um, if you want to watch this multiple times, awesome. Hopefully you guys subscribe, um, whether it's podcast or on YouTube. But um, if you don't, that's cool. You're just watching and you want to check out the website. It's free. Um, you just have to sign up and you will get all of our content, both for college, NFL, still working out for some baseball, possibly an NBA to kind of close out the year and open up NBA season. But for now, uh, we are a football crew. So um, college has been pretty successful this year. Uh, I think I'm net positive to start. Um, last week was a little bit weird. Uh, man, you know. Ole Miss and Alabama, I think, disappointed just about everybody. Luckily, I had a few head stacks uh, with Malik Cunningham, which we'll get to again this week as we do every week. Um, but, yeah, Ohio State, Mississippi kind of disappointed. I mean, I, Alabama dominated them. Um, but at the same time, they just didn't really put up the ceiling game that we were all kind of expecting. And the over-under was like almost 80. Uh, so we didn't get the shootout. But, you know, it is what it is. Welcome to the sports and college football with the variance. But let's rock and roll this week. So we have a 12-game slate. This is uh, DraftKings-specific. Obviously, a lot of these plays could be tra uh, transferable to FanDuel, but there's probably a few games over there which I haven't uh, – I won't get to, um, but should be in the article. So game number one, let's do it. South Carolina at Tennessee. Tennessee is a 10.5-point favorite with a 57 over-under. Um, yeah, Tennessee stormed out last week and showed out. Uh, they – they looked really good uh, for the first time, I feel like, in a while. Um, gave people some confidence. You know, are the Vols back? We'll see. South Carolina is not very good, in my opinion. Um, they're giving up 144 yards on the ground. Um, their pass defense is in the top 15 right now. So, you know, take that for what it is. Um, but my lean here is to attack them on the ground. Um, Tyon Evans absolutely blasted Mizzou last week. He went for 156 and three scores. I know one of those was like a 98-yard touchdown run. Um, but with Javari small questionable Evans becomes a really good play on this slate um, against South Carolina's defense. Again, that's getting pretty shredded on the ground. So if you do want to take flight and attack the air game, Hendon hooker uh, again, he looked good last week. Um, hopefully he can, you know, make it two in a row. We'll see. Um, but again, as I mentioned, you know, the Gamecocks aren't bad against the pass. So, you know, they could exploit them, but are they going to get a ceiling game? I don't really think so. Uh, Belis Jones and Cedric Tillman are probably the two options that I would say if you're going to stack there, who I would pair with Hooker. Um, and then the Vols, as far as their defense goes, you know, they've been, again, okay, nothing special, not, nothing to write home about. They're not Georgia. Um, the over under is 57 in this game, which is kind of interesting. Um, so we should see some points. Uh, there's just not a lot to love on the South Carolina offense. Uh, for me, I have one guy that I have in my player pool right now, and that's Josh Van at receiver. Price points right. He's one of the main targets on the offense. But, um, you know, if you want to take some shots, go right ahead. I just think there's some better games to attack than South Carolina's offense here. So um, that pretty much wraps up game number one. Let's get to the Red River rivalry. 
Oh, my bungle bat rivalry. Uh, look, everyone thinks of this game and it is passing, 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 right? Like that's where it's going to be. But I think there's one storyline that's going to take this game and just who decides it is can Oklahoma's really good defense shut down B. John Robinson? He's the guy who makes everything go for that offense uh, for the Longhorns. Uh, they currently have the seventh ranked rushing defense in the country. Oklahoma does. Um, they obviously haven't faced a guy like Robinson. No, nobody has until you do. He's the best running back in the country. Um, and he's the focal point of that offense. If Oklahoma can slow him down, it's going to be a, a you know an interesting day for Texas. Um, but I just don't know if he can. You know, he he does it through the ground, obviously, but through the passing game as well. We've seen him take, you know, swing passes, 60 yards for touchdowns this year. So can Oklahoma slow him down? Um, we'll find out. Uh Going into the actual like game piece and some of the players that I like, Spencer Rattler, you know, he's been struggling. He looked better last week versus Kansas State, but um, I, he's still at a high price tag that I'm just, I don't have a whole lot of interest in. Um, the offense just has not clicked. And, you know, you've got Mario Williams, Mike Woods, Jadon Hasselwood, um, Mims, who I don't know what's happened to him, um, but just, it's just not clicking, right? So I think Oklahoma is one of those teams that they've got the skill set. You can always play them if you anticipate a shootout here. Um, I'm just not going to go there. I don't think, you know, maybe I'll pick off a receiver or two from Oklahoma um, because of the price is so cheap, but it's not really like a core stack core play for me um, here this week. So the running game as well, Brooks and gray, you can play it again, but both guys are timeshare and they're both inconsistent. So I just think there's better plays, you know, from a DFS perspective, can't wait to watch the game, but from the Oklahoma side of the ball, I just don't really feel confident like in any one of these guys. So, um, moving over to Texas, I head on him. Bijan Robinson, you know, he's in a tough matchup. Oklahoma's defense is really good, especially on the, against the, the run game. Um, but they're going to do everything in their power to stop him, right? Uh, these guys, you know, it's not a rollover game. They have five-star recruits all over that defense. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what gives. I, I think he's always a good play. He's always a guy you have to consider because he has 30, 40, 50-point upside. Um but I don't know if he quite gets ceiling there. If he does, I mean, this guy might lock in the Heisman if he dominates Oklahoma this weekend. So um, you've got that in the ground game. I do kind of like the passing game, though. Casey Thompson, he's been good. I think Oklahoma is doing what I expect him to do, which is bring everybody up to try to stop Robinson. You should have Winnington and Worthy be able to run free. Uh, and, and if Casey Thompson can hit a few big plays here, you know, he could hit value at a pretty decent price. So. Um, I have a little bit of interest in the Texas passing game as well as, you know, B. John Robinson, again, a guy to always consider. Um, so that does it for that game. Arkansas at Ole Miss. We got a 67 over under here. Um, battle of the teams who had high expectations and got waxed last week is what I wrote. Um, Arkansas currently has the number two ranked passing defense in the country. Um, but Ole Miss, that's obviously what they want to do. That's their strength. You look, Arkansas is really solid where they're really um, – you know, they, they play good defense, like fundamentals. They don't give up a lot of huge plays. You, you saw it uh, versus Georgia. I mean, Georgia just ran them over like a bulldozer. But I think overall they play pretty sound defense. But Ole Miss, this is where their strong suit is too, right? Like they want to air it out and they want to go high flying. So I think Ole Miss can, can exploit them here a little bit. Uh, we'll see how Arkansas bounces back. Is like, you know, again, they were the, the hot topic of the week and they got pretty roasted. Um, I don't know if that repeats or what you know, how they're going to come out and look, hopefully they bounce back here, but Matt Corral, again, he's someone you always got to have to consider, right. And that offense, he's going to be a guy who's going to continue to air it out. Um, 
Don Terry Drummond is awesome. Braylon Sanders is now number two there with uh, Mingo being hurt. Um, and then on the ground, you have Jerry and Ely if he's cleared to go. Um, if not, Henry Parrish becomes a really good play for this week. Um, again, Arkansas, I think, is pretty solid. But, you know, with this high-flying offense, like a guy who's, you know, pretty cheap and is going to give you the bell cow in that backfield, um, I think is a really interesting play. Um, Arkansas, KJ Jefferson, you know, I like this spot to bounce back here. And I like the game flow uh, of what I, or the game script of what I expect, which Ole Miss is going to score here. Um, KJ Jefferson is cheap once again. And you've got Traylon Smith, that running back, who's okay. You know, I, I'm not like overly hyped on him, but he's not a bad back. And then you've got Traylon Burks, who obviously is going to be your pairing option with KJ Jefferson. So if you go here, I think it's a pretty cheap way to bring it back. Like it's an interesting game to stack. Um, but you can also bring back Arkansas as like a, a, a second stack on other teams as well to, you know, get kind of a full package that's cheap. So um, I have a little bit of interest in this game for sure. Um, next up, West Virginia at Baylor. I don't know, man. 44 and a half over under, which is low. Jerry Bohannon's really the only quarterback I would play in this game. Uh, West Virginia rotates guys and, and neither really does it for me. Um if you're going to go there, Tyquan Thornton and RJ Snead are the two receivers that I'd want. Uh, on the West Virginia side, Letty Brown, obviously, I, I, I'm i just kind of a Letty Brown mark. He's dropping in price, and I still think he's really, really good. I know Baylor's defense is solid, but they're going to keep giving Letty Brown the ball. So I'll continue to play him. Um, you've got Winston Wright as their main target for West Virginia at receiver. And Sam James could also be in consideration here. So I will not be playing the quarterback for West Virginia, but there's pieces all over this game um, that I think you can go to. So uh, next up, Maryland at Ohio State. We have, let's see here. Um, I mean, Maryland got absolutely smoked last week versus Iowa. Um, <laughs> that game was ugly. They lost their top receiver, uh, and now they got to go the shoe and play Ohio State. So Needless to say, I don't really love Maryland here. Um, there's one guy I think you can consider from Maryland side of the ball, and that's Rakeem Jarrett. Uh, he's their best receiver now, uh, for sure. Um, he's the only guy. So, sure, Ohio State's going to try to stop him, but he should have a major target share in this game. Definitely not a core play, but if you're going to go there. Um, on the other side of the ball, pretty much everyone's in play, in my opinion. C.J. Stroud, Trevion Henderson. Um, who's taken over the lead back duties, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith, and Jiba. All these guys are very much in play. Ohio State should, should absolutely wax Maryland here. Um, and I made the mistake last week thinking they'd get up um, and, you know, kind of throttle down. And, you know, you kind of forget that Ohio State needs to, uh, they need to get back into people's good graces. You know, I, I think a 50 spot here is definitely in play um, and they're not going to slow down until I think they hit that mark. So um, love Ohio State here this weekend. Mix, mi next up, Michigan State at Rutgers. Um, Rutgers is a weird team. You know, they're scrappy. They're going to play tough. But I think Michigan State has too much firepower here. Um, I don't think Rutgers necessarily keep it that close. Uh, they don't really have much on offense. But, you know, I also don't think Michigan State, for as talented as they are, they don't really blow teams out either. You know, it's like kind of a typical Big Ten team. Um, but they do have a lot of pieces there that are interesting. Peyton Thorne has had a really good season. He's a really good fantasy quarterback, in my opinion. Um, you've got Jaden Reed and Jalen Naylor. Um, they're a receiver who are really good. And then Kenneth Walker, who's been awesome since transferring there. So I think all four of those pieces are very much in play. Um, you know, again, I don't know. You know, you can obviously pair a receiver with a quarterback, but I'm not sure if I'm going like four or five 
pieces from this game. Um, you know, I don't really know what to expect here. Honestly, Rutgers, they, they, again, they play tough. They play scrappy. This could be a very weird matchup for them at Rutgers, um, you know, for Michigan State, that is. So I do like pieces from this game, but I don't love it from like a game stacking standpoint, if that makes sense. So um, those guys I mentioned are in my player pool. I'll, you know, be picking guys off here and there based on pricing and based on what I see um, could work. So um, next up is probably, if not my favorite, one of my favorite games this weekend, which is Louisville at Virginia. We've got a 70 over under here. Virginia is a three point dog at home. Um, Malik Cunningham, AKA mini Lamar is, is, I mean, the dude's just amazing. Uh, he's going to, he, he's going to throw it. He's going to run it. He's going to get you touchdowns for both. Um, he's just the definition of an awesome college fantasy quarterback. On the other side, you've also got Brennan Armstrong who pretty much does the same thing. Um, so I think we see some major fireworks in this game. I played Cunningham a few weeks, uh, this year already. And I pretty much cash every time I play that lineup. So, um, you know, Marshawn Ford's Cunningham's best receiver, in my opinion. They do spread the ball out quite a bit. So I've even played Malik uh, kind of by himself and, and been totally fine with that. Um, I don't think you have to pair uh, him with anyone. Um, what I think is interesting is you could go Brennan Armstrong, who has some more specific targets that he goes to, which is Dontavian Wicks, uh, Kayton Thompson, who is completely mispriced this week. Uh, and Brian Kemp, uh, those three guys are all very stackable with Armstrong, and you could easily bring it back with Cunningham this week um, if you're going to roll in that game and you believe in that game. So um, Cunningham's just a really awesome piece, you know, and I think the pricing this week is cheap enough that you could fit him into a lot of lineups as kind of your one-off pay-up guy, and there's some running back value that we will get to, but um, that we could really, you know, exploit and take advantage of. So Love Malik, Malik Cunningham, and then the Virginia side of the ball should be solid as well. Um, Georgia at Auburn, you know, on paper, this says this is going to be kind of a, a you know a dog fight. Uh, Forty-seven over under. Auburn's a sixteen-point dog at home. Um, you know, I just I, after last week, and I've been saying this for a few weeks now. I want no piece of Georgia's defense. The, those guys are one of the best defenses I've ever seen at the college level. Um, I'll have no one from Auburn. It just. I just won't. If somebody blows it away, I'll tip my cap to them. And somebody takes down a stack or whatever goes off, like, uh, you know, hats off to you. But I'm just not attacking it. That's not something I want to do. Um, I also think Auburn's defense is fair, is solid. You know, they're not amazing. But the only guy I really have interest in, um, you know, you could go to Brock Bowers for Georgia, but he's priced up a little bit, which I don't love. Um, but James Cook, he's 4,200, I believe, at running back. Um, he's... 4,400. Sorry. It's kind of a split carry guy uh, there at Georgia. And, you know, uh, Zemir White, like, I just don't know if he's the like traditional bell cow that you might think of with Georgia. So Cook is going to get involved. He's going to get involved in the passing game. And I think at that price tag, I would probably ride with him over White. So James Cook's really the main guy from this game that I have interest in and the guy that I'm going to probably, you know, stick to. Um, Next up, Boise at BYU. BYU is a six-point favorite. Huge matchup here uh, for the WAC. BYU, I mean, they're they're awesome, right? Like, they're a really good team. They're from top to bottom. They play sound football. They've got talent. Um, but Boise always brings the heat against these guys. They're a huge rivalry game. Um, we're expecting to have Jaron Hall back pulling the trigger for BYU uh, this week. And that was kind of a late scratch last week. So he's right there. He should be good to go. Um, his main weapons are Romney, um, Powell, 
Rex, and then you got Algier on the ground who had an absolutely monster game last week after the quarterback got knocked out. Um, the one thing that's interesting here is Boise's given up almost 200 yards a game on the ground. Um, so whereas I love the BYU passing game with Hall coming back, um, Algier is like one of the top running backs on the slate this week. Uh, I think he's going to be a core play for me. Um, the dude is really good. It's just a matter of, you know, does this turn into a little bit of a shootout and they get away from it, but he can break long runs. He's your goal back. He's your do it all guys. So, um, you know, he's priced up a little bit, but rightfully so like he's in a really good spot this week. Um, on the other side of the ball, Boise, their ground game's a mixed bag. They have one guy that's banged up. No matter what, they're going to split two, three guys back there um, as far as carries and, and target share. I just, I'm not going to go there. Again, I hate target, you know, running back split backfields um, unless there's extreme value and there's a guy that's like a pass catcher or, you know, some, or, you know, he's a freshman and he's just getting touches, but he's electric. Um, that's not Boise situation. They just rotate guys. So, um, if I'm going here, I will have a little bit of interest in the passing game. Um, Hammer and Hank pulling the trigger for Boise at quarterback. He's priced a little bit higher than I'd like, but his two weapons, Khalil Shakir, Stephon Cobbs, have been super, super dynamite in his terms of fantasy this year. So both those guys are sweet. Um, so you could game stack this. I mean, it's 57 and a half. I think this goes way over, uh, to be totally honest with you. Um, but this is an interesting game for sure. Um yeah, I like it. Wake Forest at Syracuse. So Syracuse is a six-point dog, 57 and a half over under. Wake's been one of the best stories of college football this year. Um, Sam Hartman has been great. The team's been great, undefeated. Uh, look, Jaquiri uh, Robertson, A.T. AT Perry, and Tyler Morin all have been really good weapons for Hartman, and I think you could definitely look here. Um, the running back situation, look, they split carries, but it's kind of like a hot hand and it's been for the last couple of weeks trending towards Justin Ellison. Um, he's the guy that I have some interest in, um, on, let's see, I'm not seeing his price here, but justice, justice Ellison is a guy I have some interest in as well as the passing game. Like, I just don't think Syracuse is great. Uh, their defense is okay. It's like kind of middle of the pack, but, um, I, I think Wake Forest has been awesome. And so I'm going to keep writing that, um, on the other side of the ball, you got Sean Tucker. He's their main option. He's their main running back. Uh, he's really, really good. This is what Syracuse wants to do. My biggest concern here is game flow. You know, if Wake Forest gets up two, three touchdowns, does he get washed out of the game plan? You know, he can still pop in some touchdowns, you know, at the goal line or something like that. But we want a game flow. If you're playing Sean Tucker where, you know, Wake does not have their A game and they can just kind of control the game here. Because if I they, they get into a shootout, I think Syracuse gets blown out. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm liking this. And then if you go down here, let's see, Wisconsin, Illinois. Um, all right, so like Illinois is another situation. I don't have any interest in them. Um, very similar to Auburn. I don't want to screw with Wisconsin's defense. Look, I know they've lost two straight, Notre Dame and Michigan. Michigan kind of handled them pretty easily. Um, but I think Wisconsin kind of gets back to it here. Uh, Illinois is not the same offense as those guys. They don't have the same talent level. Uh, Illinois' strongest point is running the football. That also happens to be Wisconsin's strength, right, is stopping the run. Um, so I don't really have uh, a, a lean here. I, I'm not going to play anybody from Illinois. Um, for Wisconsin, I don't trust that offense either. Ches Malusi is the main running back. He's the guy I think if you're going to play this game, you know, that's where you go, but you know, 42 over under, uh, I mean, come on, 
like I think there's just better games, honestly. Um, the next one is kind of our primetime big game of the week. Um, I'm very curious on how this one's going to play out. Part of me thinks it could be, you know, a phone booth knockout, you know, punch out fight. Um, but part of me thinks we could see some scoring here. Uh, Penn State at Iowa. Right now it's got a 41 and a half over under. I kind of love the over here. Um, I just think you get in t- games like this and both teams want to bring their A game. I think both teams will have some trick plays dialed up. Um, and they both have pieces, right? So I don't see, I know defenses are good, but they're not like phenomenal, right? So I do think there could be some scoring here. Um, Penn State, Sean Clifford and Jahan Dotson. I mean, their connection's pretty special right now. Um, Clifford's looked a lot better this year. I think James Franklin, I think he's chasing a natty, right? And looking to make the playoffs. So he's going to come out guns blazing, I think, in this game. Um, Iowa on the other side of the ball. Look, there's some guys that can do some damage to the passing game. I like Sam Laporta, Laporta at receiver. He's really cheap. He's their, you know been their main guy uh, from on the outside. But Tyler Goodson is where it goes. Um, everything runs through Goodson on the ground. So I don't mind any of these guys here, whether it be Clifford, Dotson, Goodson, or Laporta. Um, and I think this game could be a, a nice little, like, interesting slate. It's not a night game. You know, I mean, the fans are going to be there. It's going to be packed and jammed. Uh, and emotions running high, but it's not like, you know, they're going to Penn state in a whiteout situation where it's really difficult to play. Um, I think both these teams, you know, kind of, uh, over overplay their expectation in terms of points scored this week. So kind of wrapping things up again in my article, I'll, I'll, you know, I list all my plays, but, um, Malik Cunningham, Stroud and Armstrong up top is who I really like. Hartman, uh, is somewhere in the mid that I would say quarterback wise is who I have the most interest in. And then down low is KJ Jefferson. Uh, that's, I'm not, probably not going below that in the quarterback position, um, especially on DraftKings. You know, um, running back up top, I think my two favorite are probably Kenneth Walker and Tyler Algier. Um, middle tier, I'm probably going Tyon Evans and Letty Brown. Uh, those are my two favorite, although Goodson's right there as well. So, um, I, you know, I'll do a little bit more digging there. I'll probably have all three for sure and some lineups. And then down low, I'm probably looking to James Cook as like a $4,400 punt if I'm going to look that way. So um, receivers, I look, in my article, there's like 100 guys. Well, there's not 100 guys. There's like 10, uh, 20. But there's so many games, right? There's 12 games. You're talking for spread offenses. I mean, the player pool is gigantic. So I'll try to keep this short. Up top, my favorites are Drummond, Shakir, Dotson, and Wilson. Uh, Wilson being from Ohio State. Um, if I'm dropping down kind of into that mid five, six K range, uh, Robertson from Wake Forest and Traylon Burks from Arkansas are, you know, in that mid six range. I like Gunnar Romney and Whittington um, from BYU in Texas. Dropping down a little bit further. I do like Braylon Sanders at 5,500. Um, he's still too cheap. Uh, I know they raised him up from last week being the number two guy there. I think he's still too cheap. Uh, and then if you go way down low, my punts, I'm probably looking at Kaiton Thompson and Sam Laporta. So those guys are in the four K's. Um, and like I said, I think there's some value at each and every position this week. Um, and it's a pretty flat structure overall. You know, you don't have, you know, six quarterbacks in the 10 K range, which is going to force everybody to either take a stand and pay up there. Um, or you're going to have to, you know, punt, you know, go down at quarterback, but the most common build is going to be a little bit different this week. So it should be kind of an interesting slate. Um, if you want to go up at running back, there's guys up at quarterback, there's guys receiver. Um, it should be a fun one. So 
Uh, my lean right now is I'm going to be paying a little bit more in the middle tier in terms of the running back position. Same thing with quarterback. I'll probably hang in the eights and nines for the most part. Um, and then the receiver, like it's going to be much more of a balanced lineup, I think this week. So um, not necessarily a stars and scrubs, but should be a fun one. So I will um, be posting updates to my article leading up to kickoff Saturday morning. So you'll see those at the top of the article. That's why I say subscribe. Um, make sure you follow me on Twitter as I'm retweeting things and posting things when I see news coming out. Um, I'm at Vinny Levine 29. And then again, subscribe on the website and keep checking the article leading up to kickoff as I'm always adding and taking guys off. So that pretty much does it, guys. Uh, until next time, uh, that's all. Good luck.